Welcome to TKG's Healthcare Insights, where we explore healthcare's critical issues, challenges, and trends with a focus on achieving the quadruple aim of enhancing patient experience, improving population health, reducing costs, and improving the work life of healthcare providers and staff. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome. We're glad to have you listening today. I'm Warren Smedley with the Kinetics Group, and today we will continue our look at how financial toxicity in cancer care impacts patients' adherence to self-administered oral medications. This is part two of a three-part series. Part two, a look at the literature. According to the American Cancer Society's 2020 annual report, they estimated that there would be just over 1.8 million new cases of cancer in 2020, with nearly half, 847,000, of the total new cases attributed to breast, lung, prostate, and colon cancers. The advisory board company reports that the average age of a cancer patient to be 66, with an estimated growth in cancer incidence of 11% between 2017 and 2022 due largely to the rapidly increasing number of Americans over the age of 65, which is increasing by 55% between 2010 and 2030. Cancer is the second leading cause of mortality in the United States, next to heart disease, and is becoming one of the most expensive diseases to treat. The American Cancer Society estimates that 606,520 people will have died from cancer in the United States in 2020. Gilligan and colleagues reported in 2018 that when the direct costs for cancer care, estimated to exceed $80 billion per year, are combined with the additional indirect costs associated with premature morbidity and mortality, the total annual expenditure for cancer care is estimated to exceed $130 billion. Zafar in 2013 reported that the overall cost of cancer care is rising for four primary reasons including an aging population, significant improvements in treatment, improved access to treatment, and overutilization. For the increasing expense, cancer treatments have improved significantly over the last 40 years, with much improved outcomes for five-year survival. Hondorfian reported that in 1975, a cancer diagnosis came with a projected overall five-year survival rate of less than 50%. Today, the overall five-year survival rate is close to 70%, and for some disease groups like breast cancer, the rate is much higher, especially if detected at an early age. Phillips and colleagues reported in 2010 that the increasing survival rate, combined with the longer-term treatments and persistent symptoms, has for many people living with a cancer diagnosis, regardless of their disease status, meant living with a chronic and complex condition. The financial burden associated with cancer treatment is a major cause of patient-reported distress. A study by Adrian Gilligan found that 42.4% of newly diagnosed cancer patients each year will deplete their life's assets within two years of their diagnosis. Additionally, Gilligan reported that 40% to 85% of cancer patients stop working during active treatment, with absences ranging up to six months and the deductibles and co-payments for treatment, supportive care, and non-medical costs may be financially devastating even with insurance coverage. This financial burden has been associated with several clinically relevant patient outcomes, including poor health-related quality of life, increased overall symptom burden, non-adherence to treatment, 
as well as poorer overall survival, especially within the underserved and socioeconomically disadvantaged populations. In a survey of colon cancer patients undergoing treatment, 22.7% of patients more than 12 months from their initial diagnosis and 17.7% of patients in their first 12 months reported being in debt due to treatment-related expenses, with a mean debt from those expenses of $26,860. In this same study by Shankaran, published in 2012, patients reported specific financial hardships, including withdrawing money from personal savings, borrowing money from family or friends, reducing retirement savings, selling investments, refinancing their home, and significant declines in income. Similarly, Gilligan found that over half of all persons with cancer experienced one or more of house repossession, bankruptcy, loss of independence, or relationship breakdowns. In a study conducted by Chino and colleagues in 2016, among 300 cancer patients, the median out-of-pocket costs were $592 per month, representing almost 12% of the study group's median annual income of $60,000. Of those patients, 16% reported high to overwhelming financial distress, and 39% reported a higher degree of personal financial burden than what they had expected at the start of their treatment. The study reported that 94% of the patients were willing to spend less on vacations, 79% were willing to spend their savings, 73% were willing to spend less on food and clothing, 65% were willing to borrow money, 50% were willing to declare bankruptcy, and 39% were willing to sell their home. Zafar reported in 2015 on a study conducted by the Kaiser Family Foundation that found only 53% of households had sufficient financial resources available to pay a lower-than-average annual deductible of $2,400 per family, and only 45% could afford a higher deductible of $5,000 per family. In that study, Zafar also reported that the average direct out-of-pocket costs, including deductibles, co-pays, and co-insurance for cancer care, were close to $5,000 per year. As cancer becomes more of a chronic disease with treatment continuing for multiple years, even well-insured patients are likely to struggle with increasing medical debt. In exploring the total burden of treatment for a cancer patient, it is important to understand the whole patient and what other factors may contribute to his or her total burden. In work done at UAB, Dr. Gabrielle Rock found that 54.8% of the cancer patients in their study had two or more significant comorbid conditions in addition to their cancer diagnosis. Picarillo in 2008 reported that hypertension was the most common comorbid ailment among the cancer patients in their study, with 36% of the cohort affected overall and with the frequency increasing with the age of the patient. The next most common comorbid conditions were secondary solid tumors, followed by respiratory disease, then diabetes, and coronary artery disease. In the UAB study, the authors reported that only 25% of the cancer patients in their study had no significant comorbid conditions. The ability to manage a patient's comorbid conditions in addition to their cancer is an important aspect of high-quality cancer care. Many cancer treatments themselves have significant side effects, both short and long-term, that add to a patient's burden of treatment. Lindner and colleagues found that some therapies for cancer may cause temporary cognitive impairment in a patient's ability to follow instructions, to remember care protocols, and to take their medications on time. 
In that 2014 study, Lindner also reported that cancer patients and survivors exhibit a broad range of mild to moderate cognitive deficits in attention, information processing, verbal and visual capacity, long-term and working memory, spatial skills, command of language, and general motor functioning. In 2008, the Institute of Medicine published a report suggesting that in addition to treatment-related cognitive impairments, many patients also report having one or more limitations in their ability to perform the physical, routine activities of daily living, such as bathing, eating, using the bathroom, or walking moderate distances. The report stated that approximately 20% of patients who survive five years or more have ongoing trouble with standard activities such as carrying groceries and climbing stairs. All of these side effects and impairments contribute to a patient's overall burden of treatment. Due to the complex nature of cancer treatment, many cancer patients also experience challenges and frustrations with the coordination and delivery of their treatments. Clouser found that these challenges frequently include a lack of care coordination among different types of services and facilities, poorly managed handoffs between care team providers, and inadequate overall psychosocial support. The Institute of Medicine report stated that these kinds of ineffective healthcare delivery issues could compromise the health and wellness of cancer patients, and that when fragmented healthcare delivery is compounded by low health literacy levels, and a lack of resources, cancer patients can experience exacerbated symptoms that threaten their recovery, weaken their adherence to treatments, and cause additional suffering. Cancer is a complicated and physically demanding disease to treat that places a wide variety of stresses and burdens on the patient and their family, including physical burdens, coordination of care burdens, and financial burdens, along with all of the normal concerns of daily living. Cancer is generally a disease of older adults many of whom have other health conditions that they are managing in addition to their cancer diagnosis. As the stresses, demands, and burdens of a potentially life-threatening disease accumulate for a patient, this total burden of treatment negatively affects a patient's ability to adhere to their prescribed oral medication plan. In Part 3 of this series, we will take a look at the practical implications of this increasing financial burden on oral adherence and then suggest some policy recommendations that may help to address a number of these concerns. A transcript of this podcast with all of the references can be found at our website, tkgoncology.com. Well, that wraps up another week of TKG's Healthcare Insights. Thank you for joining us. We welcome your suggestions, ideas, and requests for podcast topics of interest. Please reach out to us at tkgoncology.com forward slash contact and write Insights Podcast in the subject line. Thank you. Have a safe and healthy day. You are listening to TKG's Healthcare Insights, a program produced by the Kinetics Group. TKG empowers life science companies to effectively engage with health system and payer customers by developing strategies and real-world solutions aimed at impacting the right patient at the right time with the right care. We also work directly with health systems and payers to address the critical issues of our time. We would love to hear from you. Reach out to us at thekineticsgroup.com. Thank you for joining us today.